Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and welcome once again to Big Blue Kickoff Live, now brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and approved Zero Never, never tasted so good. With me, as always, my colleague and good buddy and a very excited one at that, Paul Dottino, and at the controls, as always, the fine Pearson Butler, and of course, you, the fans out there, you, the Big Blue fans who are getting themselves ready for a playoff game. Yes, a playoff game. The number for you to call, 201, uh, four, excuse me, 201-939-4513. That's 201-939-4513. And Paulie, what a switcheroo. Usually on this Wednesday after the regular season, as, be as it has become a very bad and miserable habit we're talking about wrapping up what has been a miserable season but no 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 my friend not today today we're talking about going back to minnesota for a return match this one in the postseason indeed we are just over four days from now a few extra hours in there the giants will kick it off against the vikings where they just played a few weeks ago and lost on a 61-yard last-second field goal. The other major difference today, Russ, is that every week, usually on Wednesday, we do this show and we start off with the injury report and we tell people about who's out, who's not going to practice, who's going to be limited. Not the case today. The Giants are as healthy as they've been all season long. Coach Dable says he's encouraged about everybody. There may be a few guys, he said, that might be a little bit limited, but it sounds as though the Giants are a full go. Well, listen, they were all rested. Uh, I mean, I, I think even you were surprised. Uh, they rested everybody last week, just just about everybody. But I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I mentioned it to Paul, folks, prior to us coming in here today. Uh, that season finale in Philadelphia, won by the Eagles 22-16, that to me, I had, I was thinking about it. I have three favorite games of the Giants this season. Hopefully, this coming uh, Sunday will be my most favorite. But my three favorite games up to this point was the season opener uh, against the Titans, mm -hmm. when you know when the the, the the die was cast. 
you know, and, and Dave's went for the two-point conversion. Right. Of course, when they clinched the playoff spot against the Colts. And it was this past Sunday because they played that game. You know, you know, two things were accomplished in that game to me. One, they rested what they needed to rest. So you don't have walking wounded. Guys are I'm, – I'm not saying there's no aches and pains because everybody has aches and pains at this juncture of the season. But – they, they rested everybody that needed to be rested. But I watched subs, backups, backups to backups play like to them it was a Super Bowl. I watched Dable. I watched Wink Martindale. I watched Kafka. Coach, coach, like this was for all the marbles. And I, I watched, we've, we've known all season long, Paul, about the camaraderie and chemistry on this team. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just enhanced in that game. I, I was watching Dave's when... Th- hey, listen. Remember when there were two back-to-back uh, delayed games? Dave's... Uh, Dave's he lit back- up Davis West. Yeah, he, he did, and, and, and rightfully so. And, and it was just... And then after the great catch by the guy we talk about a lot, uh, Kenny Galladay, who's been MIA mm-hmm. pretty much for two seasons... He makes that catch, and there's Dave's on a bench with him with his arm around him. The Giants played their butts off. The coaches coached their butts off. Everybody's in a right frame of mind, and they're going back to a place and a, a team that they they know they can beat. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but they know they can beat them. This is a, as I say, it's a winnable game. I don't say a team should win. That they shouldn't win. This is a very winnable game. They lost by a field goal, a 61-yard field goal the last time there. I mean, uh, they can win this game. Uh, this is a team that's going into the postseason in a very right frame of mind. I'm going to disagree with you about my three favorite games because I'm throwing the London game against Green Bay in there. I'm going to take that game over this uh, Philadelphia game that you just saw last week. I did like what I saw against Philadelphia. There was a lot of positives to gain out of it. But for me, the game in London when, you know, the Giants were down 20-10 to and there comes Daniel Jones in the second half leading them to a field goal, a touchdown, a touchdown, and then they gave up the uh, safety at the end of the game and held on to beat the Green Bay Packers. To me... I suspect that was the game when the coaching staff in front office, if they still had any doubts at all, even one iota about Daniel Jones, that's probably the game that hammered home the point that this guy is the guy. And if it wasn't then, I'll tell you right now, Russ, I believe that by Halloween they already knew that they wanted to bring Daniel Jones back. Fair point. I I wouldn't dispute that. Again, that's just everybody's own opinion, and that's a good one to talk about but you know as far as Daniel that's a fate complete that's a done deal I mean in a bigger scope that victory against Green Bay made me start thinking that my pick for eight wins wasn't just going to be met but they had a chance to maybe exceed it that's how important I thought that game was yeah well I listen we sat here you were sitting here we weren't even uh doing video yet at this point when, right when we started the season with Big Blue Kickoff Live you were sitting here. I was sitting there. I think you said you said eight and nine. I said nine and eight, maybe eight and nine. But nobody was thinking playoffs. But but here we are. Um, and if somebody would have told us that the team would have finished the way they finished, um, 
nine, seven, and one with the injuries that they would have to go through. That's the point. That of course, that's that's the whole point. Uh, unbelievable for this team to do what they did after overcoming so many injuries once again and in key spots in today's passing NFL. For you to survive despite being ravaged at wide receiver and in the secondary is nothing short of amazing. Hey, hey, and I will say this. You know, there are a lot of guys here who deserve to be here. Nobody on the Giants, as terms of players, nobody deserves it more to be playing in this game this week than Nick Gates. Nobody. I, I mean, to me, Nick Gates... I'm taking. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. Nick Gates is the comeback player of the year. His without a doubt. His, his leg was shattered, crushed. Went through like seven operations, infections, everything. And folks, we're watching Nick Gates. I think people are taking it for granted because that's the way he reacts to it. He's a main force. He's an anchor. I think the rotation, which is brilliant, with with Dave's and the coaching staff. Uh, him and Bredesen rotating, I think that has worked out marvelously. But it's just, listen, there are so many guys who deserve this. I, I couldn't be happier for everybody. I mean, I, all, all jokes aside, folks, I'm not just saying it. I couldn't be happier for Paulie here. I mean, there are people, it's been a long time coming. But, you know, it's one thing going in and, okay, so we made the playoffs. No, 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 no. This is more than that. This is a confidence now that um, this is a very, as I say, very winnable game. To, to me, uh, when you say somebody should win, uh, let me give you an example. The 49ers should beat the Seahawks this week. The, uh, the Bills should um, beat the Dolphins this week. The Giants very well could beat Minnesota this week. At the same time, Minnesota could very well beat the Giants. To me, it becomes a toss-up. But we're going into that game, when I say we, the Giants, we're going into that game in a right frame of mind, confidence-wise and physically, and uh, let's get it on. A couple of things, what you just said. No doubt to me, Nick Gates has got to be the comeback player of the year. I think that... uh, uh, Robinson, the running back from Washington, would be my second choice after he had been injured in the, with the gunshot and had come back to play this year for them. Uh, but it would clearly be Gates number one, Robinson number two. Coach of the year, there's a number of excellent candidates. Brian Dable certainly has to be in that conversation without a doubt. And as far as I'm concerned, and I posted it this morning, by far the NFL executive of the year is Joe Shane. Yeah, no, I, hands I, down. I, I would agree with all that, but uh, you know, again, if I'm biased about uh, Brian Dable, I'm biased. But you know, I was here, you know, as Paul was, uh, as you, the fans, were watching, and the culture and everything, and just the way I see everybody has embraced and bought in to everything that. Dable was selling. That's a uh, that's a masterful job. So so here we are. Uh, we're getting ready to rock and roll against the Vikings in Minnesota this weekend. I like the fact that it's a four thirty mm-hmm. team, a, a four thirty game. So uh, 
Let's go. Let's take care of a little business before we let's go. Again, the number is 201-939-4513. Giants fans, uh, make sure you go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. The podcast features a rapid reaction after each and every game with one of our analysts, an episode midweek featuring an interview with a national analyst, and then a game preview which features a long-form interview with a current Giants player, an exclusive sit-down with Bob Papa and head coach Brian Dable, and an opponent preview of that week's opponent. Search for Giants Huddle on your favorite podcast platform or listen on the Giants app or at Giants.com slash podcasts. All right? Russ, if I may, Mm -hmm. uh, this is important for folks to know. Minnesota does have two significant injuries that are going to be missing from their team, and this is important. Their offensive line, which has been a sieve all season. And and to give you an idea of how bad it's been, I'll just give you a couple of numbers here. In terms of Kirk Cousins, who has never been a good quarterback under pressure, he's been sacked seven times twice this year. Uh, he has been sacked at least three times, seven different times this year, including once against the Giants. On the course of the season... They've given up 137 quarterback hits. This offensive line has had very, very difficult time protecting the passer. And it gets worse for them. Their starting right tackle, O'Neal, is out. Okay? Ole Uda is going to be playing right tackle against the Giants on Sunday. He's had one start this season. Last year, when he was starting in the NFL... He got flagged 16 times for penalties, Mm -hmm. tied for the second most in the league, gave up one and a half sacks. Um, Twelve of his penalties were holding calls. He has a very, very difficult time protecting the quarterbacks off the edge. Well, that's all we like to hear. In addition to that, their center, they're now down to their third center, Chris Reed, who's had only one start at the position. Two-fifths of the Vikings' offensive line are a significant liability to a line that's had trouble all year long. How do you think Wink Martindale and his defensive front are thinking about that? Well, uh, again, you and I have said uh, Wink has been great all season. He was certainly great last week, in particular in the second half against the uh, the, the Eagles. But now it's uh, now it's stakes have been raised. You know, as they. Dave's likes to say each week, no, we just need to go one and oh. The difference this week, if you don't go one and oh this week, you don't get a chance again till next season. So it all counts right now. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. 
I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, we're going to open up the phone lines, 201-939-4513. Just a reminder, folks, that Big Blue Kickoff Live now is brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and improved. Zero never tasted so good. 201-939-4513. Let's get things started. Uh, Let's get it started out in Long Island and check in with Rich. Hello, Rich. You're on with Russ and Paul. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. Listen, uh... Love you guys. You know, when you're talking about the three big plays, you know, I'm just going to say the most disappointing play of the season was the home game against the Redskins when Feliciano did that little showboating. That could have came back to haunt us. But I moved forward. Uh, You know, uh, Paul, you're talking about, you know, we're healthy. And what I really like is, you know, with Dory Jackson's back, Xavier's back. Mm -hmm. And hopefully Lionel, uh, you know, uh, Collins will – we got to stop Hawkinson, their tight ends. I mean, the history with the Giant D, we get beat so often by tight ends. But having Xavier back, Andre, I think is going to be uh, really big, you know, bring us to the victory. And in closing, when we win, we're going to be doing it our way with the rematch in Philly and then going to San Fran for the championship game. Well, thank, you. thank you for the call, Rich. But as um... – as we like to say, and I'm a big believer in that, it, it's fun to look ahead, but it's also very dangerous. Let's take care of the business at hand. The business at hand are the Minnesota Vikings. As I say, it's a winnable game, very winnable. But winnable is not guaranteeable, if, if guaranteeable is a word. Curtis, down in San Antonio. How you doing, my friend? You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, I'm doing good, guys. I'm a long-time listener. I never, ever miss a show. And first time I've called, so I just wanted to Thank you. introduce myself. Sounds great. Welcome aboard. I'm a season ticket holder, and I've been to every Giants playoff game since the year 2000. The last one I missed was the Super Bowl loss to the Ravens. Wow. Now, are you living down in San Antonio, and you fly up each week, or you're just down there? Well, right? I wish I could get there every week. I, I go up for at least a couple games a year, and I, I give the rest of the tickets to friends and family that still live. Cool. Upstate. Very nice. Very nice. What do you got for us and today? Then, yeah, so I'll be in Minnesota, and, and um, I'll be front row in the end zone right there where Bellinger caught the two-point conversion uh, nice. a few weeks ago. And the biggest thing I'm concerned with in this game is stopping Cook. Um, haven't really heard that many people talk about that, but you know, I think Jefferson's going to get his, but... If Cook runs for 150, you know, we're cooked. So I, I you know, really think the focus needs to be on him, and I'm not sure if that's what the uh, Xavier McKinney talk about Jefferson is all about. Because um, it a little, seems a little out of character for McKinney to, to kind of talk some trash let, about let, Jefferson. Let me run like something that. by you. Okay, let me run something by you. Hawkinson and Jefferson each caught over 100 yards worth of passes against the Giants last time. Hawkinson, in fact, had two touchdown catches in the red zone and had a career-high 13 receptions in that game. If you're the Giants, would you rather contain Jefferson and Hawkinson or Cook? To me, let Cook run for 100 yards. I don't think think he's as dangerous as Jefferson and Hawkinson. 
I mean, you could take the Bill Belichick approach, as he did in Super Bowl 25 against the Bills, and say, look, if they want to run Cook 25 times and he gets 100 yards, fine. We're not going to let Cousins beat us through the air. We're going to beat him up in the pocket, and we're going to make sure that his two receivers don't get 100 yards apiece. And when I say receivers, I'm, I'm calling Hawkinson a receiver. Obviously, they also yeah. have Osborne and Thielen. But those two guys were, were a tag team that absolutely sliced the Giants and, and drew blood every which way but loose. So to me, Cook can't beat the Giants. Well, it's those other two guys. I, I, I would say this, Paul and, and Curtis. I kind of I, I agree with Paul, but I also understand to a point what you're saying now. Like if I'm going to give if I'm going to give Cook a hundred yards, that's okay. Curtis said 150 yards. Any well, I don't want to give him more than 50. No, that that's a, no no no. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, anybody who's any running back who has kind of box car numbers, and I look a buck and a half is a box car number. Uh, Curtis, then I would you know concur with you. But like I kind of that's why I kind of leaning more to Paul if. You're going to give him yards. Listen, Jefferson, when the money was on the table, what was it, a third down play or a fourth he made, down? He made the play. He made the play. I mean, that's that's why he is regarded and as. And Hawkinson high-pointed high that ball in the end zone and out jumped two defensive backs to catch it. Yeah. so Those are the two guys that are more dangerous to me. You follow what I'm saying, uh, Curtis? But y- your point is well yeah. taken. Your point is well yeah, taken. Yeah, I follow. I follow. I think if, you know, running the ball is just a little easier. And if I've got to take my chances with pressuring Cousins and getting him to do something stupid, I'd rather have him have to do that than never really have to do it if, if they just control the ball and, and run it. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. It'll be it'll be a good one. We, we, we will. Thank you. Cur- Curtis, I would maintain as we let him go, I would maintain this. Uh, the Giants had about 450 yards of total offense in that game a couple of weeks ago in Minnesota. Right. They had a, a fumbled by Bellinger. They had two fourth-quarter drops by Richie James in positive territory that would have been first downs. My point is they could have put up a lot more yardage than just the 440 or so that they did. So in my opinion, as crazy as this sounds, but I think the Giants are in a position where they can out-offense Minnesota. I really believe that. They did it already a couple of weeks ago. They did it. They've done it once. Um, And Minnesota had two penalties that day. The Giants had seven. And the Giants dropped two interceptions. Well, not dropped. Flott dropped one because it hit the ground. Moreau had one taken away by a penalty. Yes. The Giants' offense was clearly the better offense that day. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're better on Sunday. So I get it. You don't want Cook to necessarily control the ball. But I'm also of the opinion that the Giants can score quickly. Daniel Jones took them 75 yards. For the tying score, in fifty nine seconds. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that. I, I just, I, I just want everybody to be careful. Let's not talk as if this is going to be easy. I, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say you're saying that. I just, this is where, we, where we, when I say it's a winnable game, meaning there's no reason why we can't win that game. But I, here's just, the point. But Russ. there's no reason why we can't lose the game either. Here's the point. Okay, here's the point. All right, the. Vikings played about as well as they could play in that game two weeks ago. Again, they had only two penalties. They didn't turn the ball over. They came up with a block punt on special teams. Okay? Yeah. These are all big things that they did well. They they played a clean game, 
and they came up with turnovers. They came up with the block punt. It all worked out well for them. And they needed a 61-yard field goal on the final play to win. The Giants self-destructed in about seven different ways. So if the Giants play a clean game and they're A game, they will win this game. It's that simple. If, if, if. If. I know, I know what you like to say, and it's a clean show, so don't go yes, there. No, well, if, if. But the, po- the point is. Yes, Dan Reeves. The point is. The Giants play their A game. This is their game to win or lose. Well, uh, again, if the Giants play their A game and the other team plays their A game, let's, again. Uh, We've already seen the Vikings A game, and it took a 61-yard field goal on the final play. We'll see. Uh, again, listen, I'm, I, I want them to win. I believe they can win. To your point. I just don't think. I, I, I to just, your point, yeah. how many times have the Giants played their A game this year? Well, how many times have they been in shape to play their A game this year with a full uh, complement exactly. of Exactly. And now they are. But I just get worried sitting next to you because I know you have your big blue pom-poms in your pocket. Uh, you, you got your, no, I got my purple G2 Gatorade, you got your big, which I'm very happy to drink regardless of the color you, of the other team. You got your big blue undies on. You got your Dr. Denton big blues when you go home to sleep. I you get saw it. the game two weeks ago? Listen, I'm not disputing anything. I'm just well two weeks ago. What against the Colts? No, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Now it's okay. three weeks ago. Yeah. You saw the game. I, I know. And I was on the sideline. I know what I saw. I, I know who the better team was that day. That day. It's one day at a time. Yes, sir. It's one and zero. Oh. That's yes, what sir. you have to be. Giant fans, uh, take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And again, just a reminder, folks, Big Blue Live Big Blue, Big Blue Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and approved. Uh, zero never tasted so good. Two zero one nine three uh, nine uh, four five one three is the number. Let's go to. Uh, oh, we're going to go to our buddy in uh, Delaware, Coach Marvin. Hey, Coach, how we doing today? Doing good. How you doing, Russ? Doing real good. Getting ready oh, for the playoffs. How you doing, Paul? I'm I wonderful, know. Coach. How, how are you? I'm good. You I talk some so sense into my guy next door here. Talk some sense into him. You I, I, saw what you saw. This, yeah, this is how I'm going to say it. Because I, I understand Russ's side, and it's true. I really understand that part. But as a coach, that's not how I'm looking at it. As a coach, as fans and wanting to get your team ready to play, I always used to talk about the three Ps. I don't know if y'all ever talk, talked about the three Ps. You have uh, prepare which you study, you get your body ready to go, you practice, you practice the game plan, and then you perform. And that's what they're going to have to do this weekend. Now, no a couple of weeks, uh, a few weeks ago, I talked to you, Paula. I think you were on with Lance after that game. And I said, this is, I, if that was my team, I would have told them in the locker room that I, I was proud of how they played and that this team that we just played, they're going to see us again. And I'd be dead serious when I say it. We want to see them again. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We are seeing them again. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to have to approach this game, that this is the team, based on what happened this year, 
this is the team we want to see. We want this game. doesn't guarantee we're going to win, and it doesn't guarantee we're going to lose. But I tell you what, they're going to recognize we're on the field with them. And that's all I want them to know because we're coming to play this time compared to the last time. And the, the other part to that is they're not, you don't know how much adjustments they're going to make because they won the game. A lot of times when you win the game, there's not a lot of adjustments you right. make. What makes a team that lose dangerous, I don't know what I'm getting the second time they come. Well, I, I think and that is the surprise. Before, I, I, you, go, before I, you go anywhere, no, this is important to say. Before you go anywhere, Coach Marvin, they didn't have McKinney. They didn't have Jackson. Ojolari and Leonard Williams came out early in the first half of that game. So think about this now. In terms of adjustments and different looks, the Giants are going to have a lot more different stuff defensively to show the Vikings than what they saw that day. No, no, no. I, li- listen, Coach, I happen to totally agree in the fact when that game ended, and, and I, I said this to Paul, we want to play them again. We definitely want to play them again. And, you know, we would kind of do your permutations and combinations. Is this going to work out? And we thought it had a real good chance of working out. And sure enough, no, listen, I'm glad. I'm glad we're playing. I just, I just don't make it, like, sound as if it's going to be easy. But when you, when you talk about right. co- coaches talking about adjustments, I'll give you an example of an adjustment they're going to make. I don't think they expected to see what they got from what the Giants were going to give them from – Isaiah Hodgins, I think that's going to be some adjustment. They're going to be looking out Probably. for Isaiah Hodgins because he was a force in that game. So they're going to be looking. Right. Everybody's going to make adjustments. That's what you do. Sure. That's what coaches yeah, do. You, yeah, you do. But, uh, again, like I said, when you win, it's, it really depends how much adjustments you're going to make from your game plan because you won the game, so your game plan pretty much – will stay the same going against that team you played Coach um, Marvin, last let, let time. Me, let me ask you something. Let, let me ask you something. Instead of you asking us, uh, let me turn it around for a minute. You're the Vikings. You're going to be missing two-fifths of a very suspect offensive line, and the guys who are coming in aren't exactly going to make you feel very comfortable, and you're going up against this Giants pass rush and Wink Martindale with this defensive front. That should be a huge advantage for the Giants. If you're Minnesota, what in the world do you do to try to combat that very, very large Giants advantage? Well, like everybody would say, if you've got a team that can really rush the passer, you're going to have to run at those rushers and and control the clock on the ground. You can't. You got to get them in play action. Get them in misdirection. Mm-hmm. If they're aggressive, I want to get them in misdirections. I want them going one direction. Get their feet and eyes going in one direction, and then I go another. That's where you get screens over mm-hmm. the top of them. Um, you do draw plays underneath them. And there's a lot of things you can do to try. But I mean, they're very difficult because eventually they can get to you unless you can keep them off balance. A lot of times, I play teams uh, that was more athletic than our teams and the things the way i had to control those teams is i always told my um, staff we have to come up with plays to get their eyes looking in the wrong direction and their feet standing still because if you're fast and you're standing still guess what you ain't that fast <laughs> so, you, 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 so you gotta you, you gotta do things misdirections run the ball definitely gotta run the ball to get those guys um pounding on them a little bit so I would expect that's what they want to do because they don't want to put those linemen one-on-one with the Giants. No, they don't. But you know what, Coach? They don't want to do that. That plays to my other point, though. If you're the Giants' defense, 
you would almost rather have Cook get more touches than Jefferson and Hawkinson because those are the two guys that caused you trouble last last time. Right, right. See, and, so and that plays it, into the it, Giants' hands too. Yeah, it could. Yes, it could. And I think another part, if they come out throwing, if I'm Minnesota and we come out throwing, I got these young these um, guys by second string or third string on the line how are they going to handle those stunts with this, the, with the way they're coming at them as far as they're scheming their um, blitzes? Are they going to be able to recognize those blitzes? Are we going to be doing blitzes that they haven't seen? That, and, and that would worry me if I'm Minnesota, if they're going to start doing stuff like that. Because I can't afford them to get in Cousins' face. I just can't afford it because they're going to cause us to have turnovers. Mm -hmm. And that's what Cousins does. 14 interceptions this year, tied for third in the NFL. Right. And that's because you get people in his face, Mm -hmm. and he tends to just throw it up there. I've seen passes he's completed, and he never saw the pass completed. You know what, Coach? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Coach Marv, let me ask you, and I'm going to ask both of you this question. Do you think we're going to see any trickery Fun plays, funky plays in the Giants' playbook this week. I, I got a feeling we will. Well, they showed uh, the fake was, field goal last week, yeah, right? They, they showed the onside right. kick. They showed a wide receiver option. They had a couple of things well, in the playbook yeah, yeah, last well, week. Well, the onside kick right. was not trickery because there was no other choice. Right, they had right. To do it. But I thought that receiver option all of a sudden, what was it, with Cager? Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, so we'll I don't know that they need trickery to beat the Vikings, to be honest with you. But they don't they, – Sometimes trickery can get you in trouble. I, yeah. I had trick plays, but you you got to set it up, that trick play to set up. You're not right. going to run a lot of uh, trick plays. You stay basically the way you are. And if you can get them, like I said, you can get them going in one direction. Because I always said, tell my kids, every time I want to play either the same formation, we run in a play, and if it's a trick play, I want that play off that other play that's a trick play. I want it to look exactly the same. It has so to. So what I used to do, I used to, I used to stand in the secondary. I used to play safety, just sit back and play the safety spot. And I always told them, if you fool me, then you're going to fool them. So you, you, ain't, you ain't got too many of those plays. So for them to run a lot of trick plays, last week they ran some. Like I think Paul just said, they, they had to. But. You, you put Minnesota on alert to, okay, these guys, they, they may come out and do some stuff like that. But if you stay in your base and then you got a trick play off your base, you can catch them. But I always only have one. And the majority of the time I didn't run them in a game. But if I'm playing a difficult game, then that's when I'm going to bring it out. If it's a difficult game and I need a play, i got to come up with something they haven't seen and their coach haven't coached them on. Because, again, they, 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 you're coaching against their players. So what the players know, only what their coaches taught them, only the, what they study. I got to show them something they've never seen before. All right. And that's Co- how trick plays work. Okay, Coach Maul. Thank Be well, Coach. Thanks very much. 201-939-4513 is the number. The Giants official uh, connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV, folks, is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. 201-939-4513. You wanted to say something, Paulie? No, I was only going to add um, that, you know, Coach Marvin was talking about the different things that you employ as a coach when you're trying to prep your team in terms of trick plays and stuff like that. 
we went back all the way into training camp, and if you remember, Coach Dable did have an assortment of yeah, them. Yeah, he did. And, and we haven't really seen them, which means either A, they didn't find need to use them, B, they didn't want to use them, but we saw him running them. He's got a few well, up his pot, up well, his sleeve. I, I, yes. I don't think he needs them, though. No, well, you know what? You don't know if you need them. You've got to see the way the game is going. But at the same point, I think what might have taken some of the trickery away out of the, the, the his close bad, games too, not just close games, but injuries and the yeah. way everything else. You know that your personnel dictates what kind of trickery and who can do the trickery. Very fair. You know, so two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's uh, stay here in Jersey, Paulie, and speak with Hugo. How you doing, Hugo? How's it going with Hugo? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I actually called about a different topic, but uh, given uh, the conversation, I think I'm going to shift and talk about the game a little bit more than I intended to. And uh, it's interesting that you guys brought up trick plays because I think with the Giants' clear advantage going into this game in the trenches, and you subscribe to the theory that you know you win in games in the trenches, mm-hmm. I don't think the Giants are going to have to do a lot of trickery. But I am concerned given the thin offensive line um, that Minnesota has, that they're going to be the ones trying to run trick plays. So, you know, this could be a game where you have to blitz selectively because I am sure they're going to try to, you know, go with the fast screen game, maybe to Dalvin Cook or the wide receiver screens, which, you know, obviously burned us on that last series and last Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, you blitz, but maybe not blitz as much as as you usually do. And I would say that the blitzes are probably going to come up the middle because the offensive line is going to maybe shift to the right to cover for their deficiencies, a right tackle, and certainly try to double uh, Dexter Lawrence, which will free up a gap for a, a, a blitzer up the middle. So uh, maybe a, a slightly different game plan because – Man to man, you can beat those guys up front with our front four. See what the the good news about Wink, and you'll appreciate this, Russ, because we've talked all the year about. He says he's got a positionless defense, right? Guys don't have real positions; they play anywhere and everything. The beauty of it is, is that when he's got his different formations and pre-snap scheming going on, that offensive line and Kirk Cousins, they're not going to know what the hell it is that they're seeing. That kaleidoscope defense that Wink shows them on a play-by-play basis, part of what Wink does is he messes with your head because you think you know who's coming. You think you know how many guys are in the pressure package, and then you don't because he's sending different guys or he's dropping guys out. And, And that, to me, the intimidation of Wink's confusion is a big part of what's going to give their offensive line a lot of trouble. You, you know, you just said something, Paul. The intimidation. Listen, all of a sudden, he's got his defense. If it's not totally intact, it's 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 yeah. it hasn't been more intact, and he's been waiting for that. So now he's got his four guys up front. He's got, you know, Leo. He's got Sexy Dexy. He's got Aziz. He's got Kayvon. He's got McKinney. He's got uh, Dory Jackson. All, all of a I sudden, know. all of I a know. sudden, you know, Julian. All of a sudden, they're there and they're there together. He hasn't had that, you know. I re- I remember 
earlier, you know, a few weeks back when uh, Dable was asked about, well, are you feeling more confident now with now that you have your edge rushers? And Brian brought it out. He said, yeah, well, you, you know, you do, but, you know, you, you like to see what happens when Xavier comes back and Adore comes back. They're there. I, I, I think that's a very good point. That, in, that word intimidation. Um, that's what Wink does. Yeah, that's what Wink does. And uh, Hugo, thanks for the call. That, that, that's what Wink does. And, you know, that enables you to do that. I, I, I also believe um, in these kind of games, and it's not just because it's, it's the Giants and that's because it's the Vikings. These type of games, especially if you're the road team, and we know the Giants, you know, can take care of business uh, with so much at stake, it's good to get off to a... I'm not saying you can't win if you don't do it, but it's imperative to get off to a good start, take that crowd, you know, keep them calm, quiet, uh, as opposed to... uh, falling in a hole early and get letting the crowd get revved up. I think they've actually handled the crowd noise pretty well this year, including that game in Minnesota. For me, it's not even getting the early jump. It's just making sure that you don't have three and outs. Yeah. That allows the crowd to gain momentum. Right. I don't mind if if it you know Minnesota takes a seven nothing lead. Hell, they took a lead in the game three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Giants came back. It's all about when you have a potential turning point in the game, you need to make sure that you tilt the field. You don't let them tilt the field, which means you don't turn it over. You don't have a three and out. You make sure that you give that crowd the feeling that, uh-oh, the Giants are here to play and we've got a problem. You want that crowd feeling anxious and nervous. You want them to have the agita. No, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more, but at, at the same point, Paul, uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want it coming down to the Giants having to come back again and score, being down eight, score with 51 seconds left, then have to make a two-point conversion because they're not. There's not enough straitjackets around to be able to strap you in if you have to deal with that in a postseason game. This game will not come down to that. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Listen. Paulie, Paulie's doing everything but guaranteeing victory. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Okay, all right. Two, 201-939-4513 is the number. Again, folks, you are listening to Big Blue Kickoff Live, brought to you by a Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and improved, zero never tasted so good. Let's go down to uh, Florida and check in with Ralph. How we doing, Ralphie? You're on with Russell. Hey, guys. Paul. Hi. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. You I haven't too. talked to you guys in a while. Happy Appreciate New Year. Just one thing. I'm poorly. I love the enthusiasm. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But my thing is, I don't want my team walking in that door overconfident. No. No, no. No. I, 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 Ralph, I, I, as much as I'm having fun with Paul... I'm more worried about uh, let Paul be overconfident. No, no, no. I don't want the no, Giants no, no. to be overconfident. My man, here's the thing. I believe, I believe what Parcells taught me many, many years ago. He said you have to be assertive and you have to impose your will on the opposition, especially Absolutely. in one of these kinds of games. Well, you can't be assertive and intense and impose your will on them if you go in thinking that, oh, we have a chance to win. No, you don't go in saying we have a chance to win. You go in saying we're going to do what we're going to do, and we're taking what's ours. Tough. Okay, I that's get what you that, do. Paul. I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we keep dwelling back on the game three weeks ago. 
The game three weeks ago was a game three weeks ago. This game is a totally different game. High stakes, higher game. My thing, I'm listen, I I believe you. I think we have a great chance of winning this game. I just feel like everybody outside of the building is picking the Giants to win. I just don't want my team walking in there saying, you know what, this game's ours. No, you can't that's do it. The reason I, I agree. That's, that's, the, that's all I'm saying. And as far as my second point, my thing is, if it's a one-score game, I'm with Lance. The law of averages, this team is 11-0 in one-score games. The Vikes. The bubble has to bust. The uh, bubble has to bust. But, but what are we? I, I think we're, Ralph, uh, the Giants, I think, are 8-3 and three in one-score right. games. But it, I'm just saying, we're 8-3. We lost those bubble games. That's what I mean. Well, we're yeah, already but, the bubble busted. You, you know what, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, you could say that, but I heard, you know, driving in, I heard some people talking about that. Listen, uh, they're 11 and 0 but as i say the giants are 8 and 3 so everybody knows how to win the close games T- to me is this when i look at a team you know pe- i've heard criticism criticism of the vikings well you know they they win all these they, they, they all, all their wins were like one um one score games one, one score right. games well you know what that tells me they know how to win and those close and games. And they got a lot of guts. Yeah. And they got a lot of poise. So, so I, that, that ain't yeah. no knock. I'm no, not, I'm not no. Like, no. I'm not knocking them. The Vikings got what they deserved yeah. this year. Good for them. Yeah, I'm not okay? I'm not uh, poo-pooing being 11-0 and in one score game. There was one dispute, though, about what he said. Yeah, you're right. These aren't the same teams that played three weeks ago. Yeah. The Giants now have a healthy Jackson, okay? They now have a healthy McKinney. They now will have Williams and Ojolari, who got knocked out early in that game. So two members of their critical pass rush were unable to play three quarters of that game. And the Vikings are now missing two members of their offensive line. And the replacements are Swiss G's. So you're right. These are not the same teams. The Giants have now tilted that balance much more in their favor. Speaking of not the same teams, uh, I'd be remiss... Uh, if we didn't bring this up. You and I have been talking about the mystery of all mysteries, missing in action, Kenny Galladay. And all of a sudden, Ken, Kenny didn't come up with a catch, like being like kind of a plaxico in the end zone, reaching up, using his height to grab it. That, that was grab. a sensational circus grab. It was a wonderful play. Sitting watching it, I couldn't have been happier for him. Uh, it was great seeing Dave's go over to him and talk to him. Everybody wants to, you, you know, it, it's like, well, why isn't this? Why isn't that? Whatever it was, he made the great catch. And Paul and I were talking. I don't know how that fits into a game plan. I don't know if he fits into the game plan. But this much I know, the Vikings saw that. If they didn't see it, they will see it looking at the tape. And that puts a little something in their head. And that's another something to think about. Yes, sir. And that has to do with game planning. So that's good. But what what a catch. It was an outstanding catch. And what I loved about it was that after in the locker room, Kenny went out of his way to try to shine the spotlight on, hey, that was Davis Webb's first start, and I wanted to make that catch for him. Yeah, it was how good. unselfish was he about that? And, and how – that's why I said that that was part of why the game was my one of my favorite games of the season. Also, how the players were so happy for Kenny. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's this team – it's a team. It, it's it's a team. It's got remarkable chemistry. It's got remarkable uh, uh, 
camaraderie. Uh, uh, you know, it's just they're together, you know, and uh, they need to be together this coming Sunday in Minnesota. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 201-939-4513, the number. Let's go to, uh, let's stay in New Jersey and check in with Lamar. How are we doing today, Lamar? You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, it's, it's Lamont, like on Sanford and Son. Lamont. Oh, La- Lamont. Lamont. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've called a couple of times. Oh, uh, like on Sanford and Son, you big dummy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Great show. <laughs> All right, Lamont. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, I haven't called in a while. I've talked to you guys over the off season when the coaching staff got together. I was so excited about the coaching staff, and I was correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great so, coaching staff. Anyway. Outstanding coaching staff. Yes, yes. And I, I knew this was going to happen. I, I, I wanted to wait to the end of the season um, when you get to the playoffs because I knew they would take us to the playoffs. Now, I just want to talk about um, Sunday. Um, we should win this game. I mean, I feel like the Vikings are a Jekyll and Hyde team, and if they concentrate on Jefferson, um, it would be lost. And and I got so much faith in Wink Martindale, and he's going to definitely be able to uh, mix up Cousins, you know. So I'm I'm really excited about this this week, and uh, I mean they got a better record than us, but you know playoffs time now, so you know. Hey, as um, as Parcells, you know, Paulie and I heard it ad nauseum. All Mm -hmm. you got to do, all you got to do, Lamont, and thank you for the call. All you got to do is get into the tournament, and that believe Mm -hmm. me, that's all Parcells ever preached from day one. Just get the hardest thing is getting into the tournament. You, you, you got to prevail yeah. over what's now a 17-game schedule. Mm-hmm. You have to get into the tournament. Then once you're in, then it's okay. Then it's to enhance what, what, what Brian Dable likes to say, you got to go 1-0 each week. But the hardest thing really is to get into that tournament. You, you have to prevail for now what's turned to a 17-game schedule. And you'll remember, Russ, that Parcells was a big boxing guy. And styles make fights. A hundred percent. Well, that's why this is such a good game for the Giants. Uh, that I uh, that okay? agree hundred percent. Because the matchups, the individual matchups, specifically in the trenches, heavily favors the Giants, yep. especially defensive line against their offensive line. Now, the Vikings have a, a pretty decent defensive line themselves. Don't get me wrong; they've got a couple of good players up there, but the Giants' offensive line can hold their own against them. 
I don't see how the Vikings' offensive line, especially in their current state, can hold up against the Giants' defensive front. I just don't see it. And that more than anything else, if you believe in football 101 and the core beliefs of pro football and how the games are won, the trenches is where it all starts. The Giants should have a significant edge in the trenches. That's the basic root of why I feel very assertive about telling you the Giants will win this game. From your mouth to the man's upstairs ears. Okay, 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's uh, go to Connecticut and check in with Steve. Hello, Steve. You're on with Russ and Paul. How are we doing? Hey, guys. What's going on? How are you? Good. Hi. Um, um, so I just wanted to know, I know like uh, a lot of people are you know scared to say it, and I don't by any means think that this team should be a favorite um, to make a run. But they do, you know, especially, uh, you know, in Giants history, they, you know, we haven't, uh, we've got our, you know, for sure, our last two championships, um, not with teams that were dominant, you know, uh, you know, the favorites going in, but teams who were, you know, good enough to compete. And I do feel like this team um, actually has a lot of similarities to the 07 and 11 teams. I think the quarterbacks, I think the pass rush, um, I think, uh, you know, they, they have a similar makeup with obviously the, the big difference being between those two teams was the strength offensively was there, um, the passing game. This team um, has a much stronger edge though in the running game, right? In 2011, I think the Giants were ranked 32nd in rushing um, going into the playoffs. So yeah, but Bradshaw and Jacobs got it going there yeah, down the yeah, stretch, yeah. and they could run it when they had to. And the offensive line – was was better uh, as a whole no. than it is now. And, and, and Steve and the receiving core too. The, I, I, yeah, Steve, I, I get what you're saying, but I I gotta disagree because to compare, Paul just took the. I mean, the offensive line were studs. Okay, the uh, that offensive line were studs. Uh, and, and you're talking about a receiving core. You know, again, I'm liking what I've seen. I, I, we've, you've heard Paul and myself give him full marks, full credit, but this receiving core, as it constitutes now, is not what. It Here's was. what I'll tell you: this team is nowhere near as talented roster-wise as those championship teams. The NFL, though, specifically the NFC as a whole, is not as good as it was in those years either. Yeah, that's right. Right now, the Niners, in my opinion, have moved up to be the number one team in the NFC. Well, They're I, the class of the conference right now. I, I would say, to, to me, 100%. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I'm glad it, it's turned out the way it's turned out where because I didn't want to go into San Francisco. You would not want to. No. And as it is now, the Giants cannot go to San Francisco right. at, until the championship game, the NFC championship and, game. And, and then if we get to that, I'll take my chances wherever <laughs> I got to Sure go. you will. Anyway, but, go ahead. It's like, yeah, no, so if I could just, um, I had a question for you, but just before that, what I would say, though, um, about this team talent-wise, I really uh, do believe that if they do end up making some sort of run, you know how they said sort of with the um, team, uh, you know, with the miracle on ice, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, a lot of the people looked back and said that looking back, a lot of those people were sort of less surprises down the line than they were um, at the time, and it was just that they were more unknown. And I feel like very similar with this team that, you know, a lot of these guys are young, and if they do go ahead and make a run, I, I think that we might be less surprised uh, a couple of years down the line looking at a, at how some of these players turned out. Well, I I, um, I, I understand what you're saying, Steve, and thank you for the call because we're up against it. we we, we got to move on. Um, 
I'm going to say this. I love this team. I love the coaching staff. I love everything about it. I love the esprit de corps. I, I, just everything about it. But win or lose, there's going to be changes on this team next season. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you, you know, let, let's enjoy what we have right now. We want to talk about a run. That's fine. We can't talk about the run unless we go 1-0 this weekend in uh, Minnesota. Let's uh, go to Andrew out on Long Island. Hello, Andrew. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, how are you? First time caller. Welcome aboard, buddy. What's going on? Yeah. I was just uh, curious. if um, what, What's the chances of us having a home playoff game? What would have to happen for us to have a home playoff game? Seahawks Seattle, would, Seattle would have to get to the NFC Championship game with us in order That's to the host way. the Seahawks. It, it ain't happening. No, I'm sure that's not going to happen. Believe me, I'm a big Seahawks fan this year. I don't want to. I don't want to see the uh, the Eagles. You know, cause I know if the Seahawks win, we need to see what Tampa or Dallas, right? If we, if we won, obviously. If the Seahawks win and the Giants advance, they get the winner of Dallas Tampa Bay. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely rather see that. Now, I just had a question about uh, the Vikings game we played like three weeks ago. I don't know if it was. Would uh, you? When you guys talking? But somebody was saying that you didn't want to show, um, like maybe if you play the game, you didn't want to show us all like um, all their plays. I guess I, I, we I, might see I, them again in the future. That, no, that I, whatever, Andrew. Thank you for the call, buddy. You didn't hear that from us. <laughs> Giants weren't going into that game hoping to save something because nothing was clinched. So you certainly didn't hear that from me, and I know you didn't hear it from Paul. You, you, you know, you're not saving anything when, you know, elimination is, is kind of staring you in the face. <clears throat> I, I don't think there was any holding back in that No, not, not at that point. What about not, the not Vikings doing that? Uh, I don't think so either. The Vikings were still hoping to grab yeah, the number one yeah, seed yeah, or the true. number two. You know, Pearson, I mean – they weren't holding anything back no, in that game. No I, way. I, I, I don't believe. No way. I, I, I just don't believe that. I, I, it's crunch time. I mean, listen, this week, this past weekend, the Giants played the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles had themselves a playoff spot locked up. They had a playoff spot locked up. Their, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who's having an MVP season, is no pun intended. Hurts is hurting. But you know what? Hurts played because they wanted to make sure in their mind to get the number one seed in the NFC. So, I mean, there's no holding back. No, not at all. I, I not mean, at this all. Is, you're talking about playing for all the marbles. This is, again, we'll continue, Paul and I, because we go back to those days. Go, go to Coach Parcells. Big tuna, just about getting into the tournament. I, you, when you saw Parcells after they would clinch and getting in, when they clinched their playoff spot, mm-hmm. man, was he happy! Well, yeah, he he was floating on air because that's what it's all about. It's getting in. These Giants are in. They're in the tournament. Extend your season. That's what. It, that's that's the deal. You know, it, it's deal. it's not something to. Um, uh, you know, this business holding back, we're worried about no. they, three weeks ago, the Giants didn't want to. What were the Giants going to hold back? I, I mean, they were one receiver hurt. The next guy up was going to be Paul Dottino. 
I'm, and I'm, you don't want to see that. No, 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 no. Hey, Russ, look, before we go, I would just want to tell all your, your big Blue Giants fans out there, tonight, WFAN is airing a special from 7 to 9 p.m. from the Blue Ale Pub uh, up in Riverdale, New Jersey. It's out uh, Route 23, out your neck of the woods, out Route 23. Yeah. And uh, Bob Papa, Carl Banks, and Tiki Barber are going to host it. It's on the fan. It's a two-hour giant preview special. Brandon London and myself will be there to kind of entertain the fans during the course of the two-hour show. So we look forward to seeing you out there tonight because, uh, you know, this is a, this is a big-time playoff week for the Giants. Haven't had one in a while, and we're going to try to just blow it out and have a bash. Where is the... Uh... It's in Riverdale, New Jersey. Is the there... Blue Blue Ale Pub. I You know what? Okay. I don't no, have no, the address. No, 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 but Blue Ale Pub, fans can look it up. Well, I didn't know that. Paulie's making an appearance. Isn't that isn't that something? Isn't that terrific? They're, they're bringing out they're bringing out the old fossils from years ago and, and, for something like and this. That so and, and it's going to be Papa Papa uh, Banks and Tiki Barber hosting the show that'll be on the air two then, hours on the fan seven to nine from seven to nine tonight and, and they'll wrap it up with your guarantee. I don't know about that. All right, but, well, but speak, we'll have a good time. Speaking of wrapping it up with Paul's guarantee, it's time for us to wrap it up here. Our thanks to. Pearson Butler at the controls. Our thanks to you, the people. My good buddy, uh, Paulie Dots, Paul Dottino here. I'm Ross Salzberg. Always remember, folks, that Big Blue Kickoff Live was brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and approved. Zero never tasted so good. Uh, until next time, it is us saying to you bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Go Big Blue, and we hope to see you here next week as we're talking about a preview to yet another playoff game. See you then. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.